Welcome to the Josh Anderson Podcast here. I have the day off and I have not done a podcast on a little bit, little bit, so I'm like, you know what, let's do one. And in this episode, we will talk about round two of the SMXC Playoff Series. And you know what, I did not watch round one live. I went to the Minnesota Renaissance Festival, and you know what, if anyone has ever not been there, I recommend you going. It is a fantastic time. But uh, you know what? Back to round one. I did not watch it live. And um, you know what? I turned it on during the horrific Cowboy versus Giants route. So um, I, I turned it on. I wasn't quite sure how it, you know, it was going to turn out. Um, I watched NHRA Drag Racing. Um, I went to Brainerd this year, and, you know, just because it is a four-wide drag racing track, but, you know, and I liked it. Um, in my group chat, I, I kind of, I was like, a lot of people were a little bit complaining, just a wee bit about being one line, but I looked at the track, and I'm like, you know what, it, you know, it, I felt it was fresh, it was new, it was a new series, I, I get a little bit tired of the Jet 22-0 and talk, and normally... The funny thing about me is, is that I get to the end of Supercross, I'm ready for outdoors. At the end of outdoors, I'm ready for Supercross. But you know, at this point, we're at the end of outdoors. I'm like, hey, let's get let's get ready for SMX. But um, well, let's let's see how these three rounds go, and they can reevaluate the the where they're going to go forward with this. But I, I think it does have a future. And uh, in this podcast, I will talk about the rules. I kind of wanted to do one last week. I just didn't get around to it. And then the, the new rules that came out for teams, riders, and owners. And then um, I'll also talk about uh, a little bit of the stuff I kind of... Some people don't like my opinions on Twitter, but eh, it's just my... It's just how I roll. Uh, going into round two, we will look at, uh, you know, the big battle. When you look at the riders and where we're at, I think the, the big battle is going to be between Chase Sexton and uh, Jet Lawrence. Um, obviously, uh, Sexton went 1-1 at the first round. He looked amazing. Uh, he got a better start at the first moto rather than moto number two. Uh, Ken Roxon got the start in moto number two but uh sexton looked amazing in the first round if he can i honestly all he has to do is win round two and then he can basically get second place in race number three i i understand that's just how the math lays out but if he can beat his main competition and win the race in round two that realistically takes the pressure off in the third race that's just how the math works. Now, I know that's not how Feld wanted the the triple point situation to work out, but that's realistically how it is, legitimately is going to work out for Chase if he is that dominant. But he's going to have to keep the momentum up, and he's going to have to keep the mentality going into 2024. Um, Jet laid the hammer down all of outdoors, but as you can see, uh, Supercross, when it's a little bit more tight, Jet, you know, I don't know how aggressive Jet actually is. 
you know, I understand that Barsha, Ferrandez, and those type, or I'll add Anderson into that, are more aggressive riders in terms of their passing. Uh, I don't know how Jet is, and Jet is going to have to be a little bit more aggressive in these Supercross-esque type of races. Now, the second round in Chicago, they're saying it's going to be more motocrossy, so we'll see if Jet is able to find his starts. Now, it's being reported that Honda found a perfect setting for outdoors for Jet in the starts. Now, we don't know if that's going to help him for the Supercross settings. So maybe he's going to have to find a new technique. But again, for Chase, Chase is going to have to stay on his momentum to keep the the starts up for him. And for, like I said, he's going to have to beat uh, Sexton. Now for Jet, um, I, it's going to be interesting to see if he has a, a lull. Um, because him and Hunter both, you know, the first moto, oh, Hunter the whole day, you know, after winning motocross championship, the championship lull after the first race, Jet did look better the second race. Will he be able to get better? Or is he, it, 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 is the tighter race is going to be a little bit worse for Jet? We'll have to see. Uh, Roxon, Roxon 3-3 on a day. Uh, on round one, uh, he could actually win these races. Uh, uh, he says he was has, having some vision issues. Uh, hopefully, that won't happen further on. Um, now, Roxon has stated that his starts have suffered because he has been racing. Now, that is on him. Uh, it looks like the World Supercross stuff has fallen flat in his face. Because the now World Supercross does have new ownership groups and new invest sorry ownership groups new investment groups, so it looks like the series might continue, but that was going to be where he was going to get his gate gate drops. But now, where is it going to be his moneymaker? We he still does not have an official contract for the next year. The word is he is still negotiating for 2024. Uh, he has nowhere else to go. So for round two, will he be able to continue his momentum with a 3-3? If he was able to maintain that pace and not have a goggle issue, I fully expect he probably should have won. He should have probably got a 3-1 on the day. But we will just have to see. Uh, Dylan Ferrandez, uh, he men made mention, I believe, in a vital podcast that he he was uh, talking to some people and he was hoping this or uh, the result that he made on uh, at round one and further on would basically help him negotiate his contract. Uh, Mathis said that he's looking at him looking at signing at HEP because he and then even in the vital podcast they said that. Uh, he wanted to make kind of a deal kind of like Kenny because Kenny was so happy and Ferrandez kind of wants to be happy too so uh, we'll have to see Ferrandez is looking better at the second half of this year we didn't get to see him much at Supercross um, obviously if Chicago is more outdoors based we could see a really really good Dylan at round number um, two here uh, it would be great to see. Uh, I know his attitude towards this year has not been great, but um, 
you know, when you have a talent that as good as him, at least you get a couple more years. That it would, it would be at least great to see. Uh, Jet Lawrence covered him. Jason Anderson four five was round one. I don't. I thought I would see him better. Now I, end up, I, I don't know what to say. I don't. I, I think this is where he's going to finish until he gets a full out outdoor. I mean, sorry, full Supercross prep. Um, I think the neck injury was much larger than what he was letting on, and um, I think this is hopefully his this that when going into twenty twenty four, this isn't where it's going to be it's not going to affect his whole career, but hopefully his 2024 prep will lead him to where he was in 2022. Uh, Plessinger. Plessinger, I don't know where to go with him. I don't really have high aspirations for him in round two and round three. I, I, honestly, I kind of have to say he's probably one of my biggest disappointments throughout this entire year. Um, ever since that crash in Supercross, it's kind of been where you're at, buddy. Because, I mean, he, he kind of hit, yeah, he's had flashes of great pace, but ever since then, it's like he's been, he had the back injury, and then after that, it's been nothing. Uh, Barsha. Now, <laughs> I will say this about Barsha. Um, in terms of racing, you know, he had the collarbone injury, so he gets the mulligan there, and whatever his results here, he's just going to be collecting that paycheck. But I, I'm going to make this point about MXON. I, I fully believe that Justin Barsha is getting the biggest, like, thank you card from everybody else's dysfunction that everybody's kind of missing him on the MXON problem. And because everybody is like, well, Star Yamaha or Deegan. Deegan said the American thing. Well, Chase Sexton, why Chase Sexton's changing teams? Oh, oh Swall has the insurance issue, or, and all this stuff. Well, what is Justin Barsha doing? Justin Barsha could have been motoring down, but he's not even going. It's just kind of confusing here, where nobody's asking what is Barsha doing. Not saying he has to go, but he's just like being out there in the middle of nowhere, not saying anything. What's going on? I I, I just find it amusing that nobody even wants to even broach that subject. Um, Cooper Webb. Uh, a lot of people, I, I, I don't even know how much better he's going to be. Um, the funny thing about Cooper Webb going into round two and round three is I, I thought his starts, if you look at Tomac and Dylan, their starts have actually gotten better on the Yamaha with this newer model. So now Webb ha starts were actually good in the KTM. So if his starts don't get better, on this Yamaha, that's going to be very noticeable this this uh, round two, round three. Um, the only thing I'll say about round two, round three to Webb is that, uh, well, round three is going to be hopefully more Supercross based, so that could be more helpful to him. But if round two is more outdoors based and more high speed, he's going to struggle with that. Uh, the one thing uh, about Cooper Webb is that he has always tend to have struggled with more high speed area tracks and that is not his specialty it, it, it never has been and i don't know if that if he's going to be able to be successful and maybe round three uh moving on garrett marchbanks and colt nichols 
Masterpole, Norin, Nicoletti, Harlan. I believe all those guys are going to be finishing there. I think the only improvement for, well, it's, by the way, it kind of sucks that Nicoletti does have to go through the LCQ. I know he's bitching about it, but he did not score enough points. And obviously that's because he got injured uh, in Supercross and he had to come halfway through outdoors. I think if he, if he did not DNF a, a moto and he would have scored a few more points, then that would not have been an issue. I think the only person on this list that probably would have um, that will improve is Justin Hill in the third round. Uh, he will, um, if it's more super crossy, he will have a better opportunity. But I, for like him, I don't know what his prep was. Um, Adam Cincerello was 60th. Obviously, he will improve as long as he's not sore or hurt. Obviously, he took a pretty nasty spill at the round one crash. Uh, Macro 17th. Chisholm got 18th. 19th was Dean Wilson. I, I, I don't know about Dean. I, I, what, this is also an Anstey opinion, too. I don't know how much prep they're doing. Um, the fact of the matter is, is that, yes, they had World Supercross coming up, but how much prep were they actually doing to be to prepare themselves? And also that Dean Wilson has also said that his knees are not good. So if you have more outdoor style tracks, are his knees going to be any good in these races? Um, Kevin Morant's got 21st and then Jerry Robin. Um, they went through the LCQ. Uh, I don't know if I agree with 22nd not, not getting any points. Now, I know that next year that um, the uh, points are going to revert back in Supercross, back to the older style. I'm fine with that. But I believe if you make the main event, I fully believe that you should at least get a point. And I understand if, if 21st and 22nd, um, you know, I, I, I understand if uh, 21st, 22nd, if, you know, if they, um, how do I want to say this? I understand if they get tied amount of points, but if you make a main event, you should at least get a point. 250s now. Uh, Joe Shimoda uh, was a surprise. I, um, I I wasn't actually expecting him to win uh, because the pressure was on. Uh, and I think that some people didn't like my opinion on um, Twitter here that I said when the, the pressure is on, um, he doesn't uh, perform to his abilities. Now, I don't fully believe the SMX championship is that high on the scale of a Supercross championship over a Pro Motocross championship. So, until that actually happens and Shimoda actually proves next season that he can actually perform on top of the scale, he will have full opportunity with Justin Cooper, Hunter Lawrence moving out of the class, and he'll be his top contention will be obviously Hunt. Um, Hayden Deegan, so uh, he'll have the opportunity. An SMX championship, all he's all he's doing is going for money. So going into but going into race two and three, he will have ample opportunity to make um, extra fifty thousand dollars and then up to the five hundred thousand uh, dollars. Tom Vial, I think who got second. I think Tom Vial was my 
second most important uh, important um, second most impressive rider on the weekend. Um, I think going into 2024, he will be the one or two championship contenders. I think Supercross, I'm looking for a win, but outdoors, I think he will be title contender. Uh, I think Super, Supercross is just going to be one year out from a tie. I think he's just got to wait one more Supercross year and gain that experience. But outdoors, it uh, it's he's full-on barred. Uh, but Tom Vial at the Super Motocross race, he was, um, he was, you could tell he was just maybe a tick off Shimoda, and that was just experience wise. Uh, Hayden Deegan won five. Uh, obviously, he probably just got worn down after the crash and the um, bad start in the second moto. But my most impressive rider, I think, was Rider D. It starts where I'm point. Um, obviously, the first moto, moto he, he all year long. He has had this issue of getting good starts and then falling backwards. Um, that second moto, he finally had the point where he actually stayed in podium position. So hopefully in race two and race three, that actually stays in the uh, he actually stays in the point where he stops because the moment he finally is able to like go forward or maintain in podium positions. He will get great results and finally get podium positions. Uh, Jordan Smith, I was not expecting the. I mean, the fifth position. Um, obviously, he's been MIA since uh, the beginning of outdoors, but he's been getting healthy. So you know, great for him there. So we'll see what happens from there. Uh, Hamaker, I was disappointed. Obviously, crashes. So, but he does have the speed. But he. Hamaker does have issues, so am I expecting him to win? No, but could he get a couple of podiums? Yes. Um, Levi Ketchin, yeah, yeah, some people didn't like my opinions on, on Twitter about him, but you know the fact of the matter is when you look at Levi Ketchin, his results were 2-11, and 11, and I don't expect anything to change on race 2 or round 3. He will get a good result in one and a bad result in the other. That's just the career of... Levi Kitchen. Now, when he goes to Pro Circuit, maybe that'll change. Maybe Mitch will help him. But until then, that's where we're at. Uh, Hunter Lawrence, obviously in points, he'll be in third in points. But obviously, if he's able to turn it around and have a good race, a couple of good starts, that'll put him in a position to win the championship and win another $500,000. Uh, Justin Cooper. I, I, I don't know what's going on with Justin Cooper. I might be hard on him on Twitter, I, 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 and, but I, I'm frankly disappointed in Justin Cooper, and this is where I'm going to go on a tangent. Well, not really a tangent, but I really don't understand what what the entire 2023 edition of Justin Cooper is. Some people might say, and this is similar to Joey Savacci, and I'll get on to Savaji in a little bit. But Justin Cooper pointed out two years ago. And I understand that some people may not like that rule. But he got hurt. It happens. That doesn't mean he gets a mulligan. He should be able to race the class. He pointed out he should have moved up. And then come to find out that he could have raced more 450 uh, supercrosses. And then when he got hurt, and then he got hurt in a 250 motocross. 
at that point, he should have raced the 450 Super or Motocross class the rest of the year. And he should be racing 450 SMX classes. That could have benefited his entire progress the rest of the year. That This stunted him. I looked at his age. He's 26 years old. Cooper Webb. Now, I understand he got a late start. Cooper Webb is 27 and looking on his way out the door. Cooper Webb is going to be is a two-time Supercross champion in the 450 class and is pretty much going to be retiring here in the next two to three years if he doesn't extend his deal. Justin Cooper is 26 years old, just entering the 450 class. I understand guys are lasting longer, but we I, I just don't understand what he's doing in his mindset if he thinks he's going to be competitive with a Jet Lawrence or a Chase Sexton who he was racing against, who have surpassed him. He should have, like I said, once he got hurt in the 250 motocross class, moved on, and he would have been further along in his career. But he was stubborn and stayed in the class. There is no reason for that. Pierce Brown, 10th. I don't expect him to do anything in round two or round three. I, unfortunately, I... He's just kind of a, a rider that um, maybe should just move on to the 450 class at this point because I just don't see any potential anymore. Um, Julie Small, 39. I, I don't see anything. I, I, I don't see any flashes from him. Uh, Max Volan. I, I thought, I thought in my head, I was really hoping Max would show a flat. Like, you know what? It's your last three three races on a KTM. Race one, let's throw a flash. I saw nothing, and and, and that's just disappointing to me. Um, Forkner was six nine. Now I, Forkner had a bad second moto, but the first moto he was six, so he had to go through the LCQ. So hopefully round two and round three that will be different. Uh, Schwartz, uh, Braswell, Hawkins, Mumford was sick, so you know at least give him effort there. And then Max Hansey. This is another thing. What are we doing? Now, he was saying that he was trying to use the SMX as a training for or testing for Australian Supercross and World Supercross in 2024. And I'm just looking at that like, why race then? Because your objective should be winning. And then you're like, well, I didn't race outdoors. And I'm just like, dude, you're supposed to be making money. And, you know, you, you have $500,000 on the line. What, what are you, and you're a good outdoor rider. What, what, are, what are we doing? What are we doing here? I just don't understand these riders. Like, I just, I just don't understand. And let, let's just branch this off into... Not in him entirely, but the privateers. Like, we, Weege said that when they, when they were doing the, the press conference this year, they said they were having record turnouts for racers, privateers, entries, everything. And then we get to the SMXs, and we had people turning turning them down. And I'm just like, what what the fuck are we doing here? 
like for for years we were uh, you know you had mathis raise money for the privateer rates you had um you had people saying we, we need more money we need more money we need more money well feld now i understand it's probably not the way the privateers wanted it but Feld lays out this new race that has money every single race. And there's racers like Grant Harlan, Freddie Norin, Phil Nicoletti, all these guys who are not factory riders. But they're going to earn anywhere between $25,000 to $40,000 this year. Um, that That's just in three individual races. Actually, it's probably going to be more than that, actually, after the, the individual races. But this is where I look at Cade Clayson. This is where I look at Joey Savaggi. And I'm just, and they're just not there. And earlier this year, I posted on Twitter that Joey Savaggi, you should get your own bike, you know, get your own program ready and race them outdoors so you qualify for SMX. And, and you know what I got? I just got, I, he actually saw the tweet and he was bitching about it. Because he had to spend money. You know how fucking embarrassing this looks like now? It looks fucking embarrassing because Colt Nichols said that he spent $25,000 of his own money and did it. And I, he's going to break even and actually going to have some money over now. Now, I think that's going to be a good result. Now, did that get him a factory beta deal? No. But you know what it did? It put his name out there, and he got interviews. It's putting his name out there. It's putting him, and he seems like a good dude, good dude. But who's is jo um, Kate Clayson's name out there? No. Is Joey Savacci's name out there? No. None of these guys are name out there. Who's thinking of these guys? Nobody. And that's the point of being out there racing because it's quickly when when NFL, NBA, and all these other guys are done. Nobody ever thinks of these guys anymore because they're done. They're out of the limelight because everybody thinks of the next race. And I understand that everyone's like, oh, it's expensive to do your program. Well, then what's what are you doing for an income? What are you doing for money? It's just, it's just frustrating to me that it's like you get your program, the better. If you're going to be doing your job, you got to be able to put yourself in the best position possible. And I look at Dean Wilson. I look what Dean Wilson did about seven years ago. He, even Justin Barsha, for example, they got their own packages together, put their bikes together, had people around them to help them. And Dean Wilson got a factory deal and now was able to extend his career. And now he is on now. Now he's a little bit more in a privateer Honda. But he worked it out where he only has to do Supercross only. And that could help, that could work out for anybody. But I just I just don't understand what Savachi is doing. So there that that's where I'm gonna go with that. Alright. So um uh, sorry to go on, on that little rant. Uh at uh, round two, it looks like they're going to have the Super Mini All-Stars. Um, Vincent Way is going to be there. Jace Wolf. Uh, anyone else? Um, Carson Wood. Wyatt Duff and Seth Dennis are going to be there. 
So some noticeable writers from uh, Loretta's are, are going to be there. And the other half of this podcast I wanted to talk about was, as you can hear my clicking, um, what I wanted to talk about was the new rules. Uh, last week, the rules came out, and I felt it was very interesting. Now, some some Moto Media covered it, some Moto Media did not cover it. And I believe these are the rules that are going to be going forward. And it's going to be very, very interesting to see. I, I do believe that... When I, when I realistically look at these rules, I fully believe that the writers really do need to come up with, it doesn't have to be called a union, but they do need an association. It doesn't mean that they need to um, negotiate contracts, have like a, a collective bargaining union, a union in terms of that, but at least they need some protection. It's just for, for the help. But uh, the biggest thing is, is that they, they reinstituted that um, all riders and everything, they need to make sure that um, they all need to have medical insurance when they race. Uh, and they, the other thing that they put in here is that they put in a uh, sports gambling policy. And I think this was a larger push. I have no evidence of this, but I think that was a push, a couple different things. I think NBC pushed this in here because with the amount of money in here, and I think it was a push because of all, just with the amount of money in other sports leagues that are coming about. So uh, everybody that is involved in it so that's riders team owner team manager the crew and race officials are not allowed to gamble on the sport this was not a rule before and this also so um i think they just want to protect themselves with this and also they put in a fantasy games so this affects um the rocky mountain game that Feld runs, and this also affects the Pulp MX. So all the industry people that are involved in this are no longer allowed to do the Industry Idiots League now, which sucks. So uh, I believe that's like the Truman game that he runs. I don't think he, I honestly don't think he can run that anymore because he, I think he's kind of a crew now. So I think that's about done, which kind of sucks. Uh, and then the adding, fixing, bribing, collusion in here. So, when it comes to the fantasy games, they can only, they cannot accept prizes of two hundred and fifty dollars. So, I guess if you're doing a private league, maybe you can kind of get away with that. But I think this kind of wants you to squash that entirely. So, basically, they don't want the writers doing it because I don't think they want the illusion that you're fixing fixing games for money. And that's the same thing with sports betting. So anyway, that was I, I think these rules that they're putting in here, I, I think they really don't want um I, I don't think they want anyone to be doing it. And then they actually put a reporting obligation on here. So then they want anybody seeing it to actually report it to the AMA. 
um, that is a little bit different kind of a um, it's a little bit of a different attitude that the AMA and Feld and MX Sports kind of want you to do. So, um, basically, code of contact. This this was an another interesting thing. If and this is going to be interesting. Anything disparaging about the sport, race officials, or leadership, or the promoters is a violation of the code of conduct. Verbal abuse of a race official, event official, promoter, staff, media, fan, or cedra is a violation of the code of conduct. So, um, if you all remember what happened back in 2013, obviously with the Mathis incident, that would have been a hefty, hefty, hefty code of conduct violation. Um, and then, uh, then they put in attempting. They they put in a wide variety of rules in here. Uh, and then they, uh, if you scroll down here, to uh, sponsorships, this is actually where it gets interesting. Uh, obviously, um, they don't want any. Uh, sponsorships against any cruelty of animals uh, and then they do not want to display a female bre breast complete exposure of buttocks or any potion uh, portion of human genitalia and then this is where the sexual content explicit sexual acts lewd behavior sponsorships related to adult content are not permitted promotion of xxx domain extensions is disallowed I kind of make this point where I don't believe only fan accounts might be disallowed. I, I just I don't know where they may come down with that, but just do that. Adult content may not be permitted, so those only fan accounts might not be allowed. It just it might be just a suggestion, or I mean, it just might be my line of thinking in that because a lot of only fan accounts are adult content we'll see but you know how how they are um I, I i do love this one uh sponsorships promoting devil worship are prohibited so but you know what they do allow the casinos they, they do want the casino money because that's that's what they want all right the other thing that um i wanted to touch on 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 the rules here um, they do actually define, there was a change on, I'm sorry, I got to scroll down here. Um, there was a change in the, uh, level, so they define level one, level two, and level three, um, uh, level one, level two, level three areas of fines. So, so I felt this is very interesting. So they actually added violation to the riders. Um, so these were actually interesting. They had first, second, or third offenses. If you miss a rider's briefing, it's a warning for first events, $100 and second, or $100 for the first offense, $200 for the third events. Um, failing to participate in the pre-race for motors activities is a $500,000 and $1,500. And then uh, refusing to do a broadcast interview is a thousand fifteen hundred two thousand. 
skipping post-race promoter media activities, 1,500-2,000. Anyway, so refusing technical inspection is an automatic disqualification, and then if you do it again, you're suspended. I found that interesting. And then on-track penalties were changed. Um, intentionally stopping on the track and practice and qualifying. Um, if you do it once, it's a first lap qualifying. Second offense, second offense will be second fast lap qualifying. And your third offense, your times are just not allowed. And then if you jump the gate, it's one lap. And then the second, you're just disqualified. Grooming in front of the gate, it's two positions. Intentionally causing a red flag. You're disqualified on the first offense, disqualified in a fine, and then you're suspended for a third offense. Uh, jumping a staggered, scart, staggered start is two positions. And then this this is uh, disregarding a blue flag because everybody wants to uh, complain about a blue flag. Um, warning on, on the first offense, one position on the second, uh, second offense, and two positions on the third offense. So... Um, all the lappers pay attention to those uh, blue flags out there. Uh, disregarding a black flag, which there have not been too many of those. A DQ, first offense, DQ and fine, the second offense, offense and suspension for the third offense. So the other one is uh, aggressive riding as a warning, five points and a fine, and ten points and a fine for the third offense. Yeah, there's a lot of interesting changes here. And then... Um, Red Cross violations, um, 5, 15, 10, 10, 20, 30, 15, 30, 45 points if you screw up on the Red Cross cross violations. And then um, if, you, if the, there's issues with the bike itself, there, um, if you do not homologate your uh, uh, bike, you are disqualified. If you... Yeah, there's just a lot of different different issues there that um, if a <laughs> yeah they um, so you can actually be fined. The team can be fined for the Hall of Negation rule, two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Wow, that is a. Uh, it'd be interesting to see if a team will ever get fined that, but we'll see. So anyway, I hope that uh, yeah. That was uh, pretty much a off-handed, short-handed podcast I wanted to do about uh, round two, round three, and all that. Um, I'll try to do one next week, but uh, thank you, everyone, for their time. And, uh, yeah, have a good weekend and enjoy round two of the XS SMX playoffs.